To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Kids love movies. If you're a young person who can't see or can't see well, Audio Description provides access to the visual images that sighted kids enjoy. The benefits of Audio Description in Education Beatty Contest, sponsored by ACB's Audio Description Project and the Described and Captioned Media Program, wants those kids to experience Audio Description and then tell us about it. You have a chance to win prizes for yourself and your teacher. Just go to www.badycontest.org, B-A-D-I-E, contest.org, and keep on enjoying audio description. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone on ACB Radio and on Zoom. Welcome to Taking Care of Our Mental Health. Uh, my name is Greg. I'll be your Zoom host for today. And I just want to go over uh, the uh, the Zoom commands quickly for those of you who are on Zoom. Um, when Jesse asks, there'll be a time of question and answer. And um, to uh, participate in that, uh, you can use Alt-Y to raise your hand on the PC Options Y on the Mac, star nine if you're calling on the landline, and if you're using the app, it's on the um, under the more option, which is in the lower right hand corner. Um, swipe down once to get to the raise hand. Um, mute and unmute is um, also a toggle we ask uh, because we are being streamed on ACV radio that you stay. Um, muted until you answer your question. That's Alt-A on the PC, Command-Shift-A on the Mac, star six if you're calling in on a dial phone, and under the in the app, that's in the uh, lower left-hand corner of the app. So, Jesse? Okay, good afternoon or good evening, everybody. And today we're going to be talking about setting boundaries. Um, setting boundaries is can be very, very difficult for many people. And many times people have a lot of problems or bring on a lot of problems in their life because they don't set boundaries or they don't set boundaries and and keep them. Some people will set a boundary and then uh, they'll they'll drop it. And so we're going to talk about how to set boundaries, how to recognize them and you know, how to really protect yourself. Um, a boundary can be thought of as an invisible circle that you place around yourself. So if you think about you, and then you think about this circle that you have created around yourself, that is your boundary. And boundaries change. They're, they're different with different people. For example, you may allow your significant other certain privileges that you would not want other people to to have. You, know? um, you may allow close friends certain privileges that you would not allow other people who are not as close to you. So your boundaries with each person in your life may be, may be different and may be vastly different. Um, boundaries are very, very individual. You know, some people feel really comfortable with a lot of closeness and a lot of um, 
physical touch and that type of thing. Some people don't. Some people feel comfortable with, you know, people getting close to them very quickly. Some people want to take more time for that to happen. So boundaries are extremely individual. So with that in mind, you know, it's important to realize that everybody has boundaries. Some people have pretty loose boundaries, which means that they really have not established them well. But everybody has boundaries. And so your boundaries are important to you and their boundaries are important to them. And so we have to learn what each other's boundaries are and we have to learn to respect each other's boundaries because, you know, you want people to respect your boundaries. So you kind of have to learn to respect other people's boundaries as well. Um, Boundaries basically uh, protect us. They protect us from maybe unwanted contact or unwanted touching or unwanted questions. Um, so those are things that we we establish to basically protect who we are. Um, your boundaries also keep you from repeating the same unhealthy patterns. If you realize that you are repeating unhealthy patterns, and so you might want to look at your boundaries. And your boundaries also keep you from getting involved in so many things that there's no way you can do any of it. So our boundaries allow us to realize when we're being asked to do things that we either can't do or don't have time to do, maybe don't want to do. Um, and, and so, you know, we learn to say no. Now, setting boundaries comes with some risk because if you, if you set boundaries and you say no to people, you may be fearful that they will not like you or they'll reject you, they'll be angry with you, or that they won't ask you to do things. You know, if you tell somebody no about this, then maybe they won't ask you to do something again in, in the future. And all those things can happen. I, it, it may be that, you know, somebody will be angry if you tell them no or if you set your boundary. Um, it may be that they won't have anything to do with you. But the thing to remember is that it's really important to set boundaries, um, even if they do become angry or they reject you or they seem not to like you. Um, because setting your boundaries is going to give you more peace of mind. You're going to feel more comfortable. You're going to get more satisfaction out of li- your life. And you're going to feel better about yourself. Um, The other thing is you won't be sending mixed messages. If you've ever been involved in a relationship where somebody sends mixed messages, um, you know how confusing that can be. And the reason they do that is because they haven't really set their boundaries. So one day, you know, they're, they're happy to talk to you for four hours a day. And the next week, they're annoyed with you because you called and you want to talk for a long time. So you don't really know what to do or, or how to approach them. So if you set your boundaries from the beginning, you will not have as many problems with that. And if you recognize that, that um, you know, they need to set their boundaries as well. And you might have to even inquire about, you know, somebody. Um, you know, that's why when we call people, we might say, is this a good time to talk or, you know, should I call back later? Um, 
And they might say, yeah, but I'm expecting another call, so I'll have to take that. And so, you know, you can, you can say, oh, cool, yeah, um, and talk to them until that other call comes in and then recognize that, you know, that's what they need to do. Or they might say, no, I'm really in the middle of a lot of things right now, and now isn't a good time to talk. And you can do the same thing. You know, don't feel like you have to just respond to every little thing all the time. Because, because what you do in, in doing that is, is not really be fair to yourself, and you're not fair to other people. For example, this past Friday, I had a friend, and she called, and about every half hour, every 15 minutes or so, she would pick up the phone. I mean, she would she would answer, call waiting. And we were in the middle of conversation. And so then she would just leave me hanging for a long time or disconnect altogether. And But she kept calling me back. And I finally said, you know what, I really would like to talk to you because I'm not really doing that much. But we're going to have to talk to each other without all these interruptions that you seem to be having. Or we're going to have to talk to each other later because I'm not going to just you know, hang on to this phone and, and, and be in the middle of a conversation and that type of thing. So you need to make a decision of what it's going to be and it's okay. So yeah, sometimes you have to set your boundaries. Um, if you don't set boundaries, people will take advantage of you. Yeah, they'll, they'll keep asking you to do things, not really realizing even that they're taking advantage of you or that you don't want to. Because if you keep, you know, saying yes when you really want to say no, then they're going to keep asking you to do things, especially if it's, you know, benefiting them. Um, sometimes people have very loose boundaries, which means that, you know, they because they think that pretty much anything goes, they think that they can do anything and it should go with other people. So they may have a difficult time understanding that, um, you know, other people don't have as loose boundaries. Um, we talked about, you know, not setting boundaries. If, if then you give people unclear or ambiguous messages, which is very confusing um, because then people don't know exactly what to do. And it usually results in a lot of frustration for, for both people because, you know, one minute you, you say one thing or, um, maybe you say one thing, but you do another, um, and, and that can happen. Um, basically, to set boundaries, you have to know what you want. You have to know what feels comfortable to you what and, and what doesn't feel comfortable. And you have to know, you know, in what situation this is okay or what situation it's not okay. And you're going to know that because if you're doing things or if people are, you know, involved with you and you're constantly feeling uncomfortable, you're feeling pressured, you're feeling angry, you're feeling fearful, those people are overstepping your boundaries. And so what you have to do is figure out, wait a minute, at, at what point would I be okay with this? Um, sometimes young people have a lot of difficulty setting boundaries with a significant uh, relationship, you know, and that causes them maybe to get involved in sexual behavior earlier than they would because they're afraid to say no, because they're afraid if they say no, they'll reject the person or they'll be rejected or maybe they're afraid to hurt the person's feelings. 
Um, so sometimes we get into conversations and we're not really comfortable with where that conversation is or the feelings that we're having about that conversation. But we don't say, you know, well, I need to exit out of this conversation because I'm not comfortable. And it's perfectly okay for you to do that. If somebody is asking you questions or or trying to talk about things that you don't feel comfortable talking about, it's perfectly okay for you to say, I don't feel comfortable and I want to not have this conversation. Um, a lot of times we find ourselves being very frustrated as, as people with disabilities because we'll be sitting, you know, waiting on a bus or waiting on an airplane or trying to cross the street, you know, all those things. And people will come up and they'll start talking about, can you dress yourself? And do you live alone? And uh, who feeds you? And all these questions. And, you know, it's, it's not comfortable. But because we feel like we have to educate people, then we answer those questions. And it's perfectly okay for you to say to them, you know, this is not an appropriate time for you to ask those questions. I'm trying to cross the street or um, I'm not willing to share that type of personal information in public. And it's not a good idea for you to share that type of personal information in public. It's never a good idea to say, yes, I live by myself um, in a public setting because you don't know who's listening and you don't know why they're asking. Maybe it's it's somebody uh, who has some pretty ill intent um, of following you home and and causing you some harm. So it's it's better to just decide, you know, they can can be educated another day or by somebody else, but um, not, not by you right then. You don't want to put yourself in potential in potential harm over possibly educating somebody. And, and it's perfectly okay to just not answer those questions. Or you can turn it around and say, um, take it off of yourself and, and say, you know, blind people do know how to dress themselves. They learn, you know, at young ages. Or some blind people live by themselves and some don't. You don't have to say, I do. But if you really feel like you need to educate people, then you can just turn it around in some general way without saying what you personally can or can't do. Um, because again, if you admit to somebody that, that you can't cook, and a lot of people hear that, or they, they might um, take advantage of that. Or they might think that if you can't cook, you can't do other things. I know I have a situation, and it's kind of funny, actually, but um, this guy moved into an apartment complex, and he was down to the lobby telling everybody he couldn't cook. Well, all of a sudden, all these ladies started feeding him. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> started getting all this food, and he was like, I don't know what to do. You know, all these, these ladies are bringing me food constantly. And I said, well, you're the one who told everybody in the building that you couldn't cook. Or, you know, so yeah, those things can happen, but it can also be kind of a, a bad thing as well. Um, so it's perfectly okay to, to be firm with your boundaries and be assertive. Use I statements. You know, you don't 
it's not going to work very well if you say, you need to respect me. First of all, that's pretty vague. And second of all, people don't need to do anything. Um, It would be nice if they did, but they don't have to. So what you can say is, I really don't like it when you speak to me that way. Or it really doesn't feel comfortable when you touch me. Or please remove your hands from my arm and let me hold on to your arm. Be, Be very firm but very assertive um and then once you once you set a boundary don't keep unsetting it because then you're giving people mixed messages if somebody asks you to do something and you say no yeah and then you call them back in a little while and you start talking to them kind of asking them you know trying to get them to ask you again so you can say yes that's kind of a ambiguous message now, it's okay to say, you know what, well, I changed my mind and I would be comfortable doing such and such, if in fact that is the truth. But stick to your boundaries, pretty much. And then when it's time to change your boundaries, you can, you can do that. For example, when you first meet somebody, you may be attracted to them. But, you know, it's probably not a good idea to just expect that, you know, from a hello or a, a drink at a bar or something, you're just going to take off and, and get in their vehicle and you know, go home with them and, and all of that. Um, but it is okay to, after you've met them and you've seen each other, you know, how many ever times you feel comfortable to say, you know what, I think we've, we've progressed in our relationship and we can move it from one level to the next. So, yeah, I mean, it's okay to change your boundaries. Just do that when you feel ready, not until. And again, be careful with making sure you're you're saying what you're doing, making sure you you your behavior and your words are the same. Um, because that can be really confusing as well. You know, when people act like they want to do something, but they're saying no, or they act like they don't want to do something, but they're saying yes. Um, be be very comfortable that. I mean, sure that what you're doing is is congruent there. Um, don't accept guilt trips. Well, if you really cared about me, you would do this. Or if you really love me, you would do this. Or, you know, I did this for you, and so now you owe me such and such. You know, those are all guilt trips, and they are designed to make you feel guilty and to force you into doing what they want you to do. Because it's really important to remember that people who really care about you or people who care about themselves, they're going to accept your boundaries. They're going to be okay with, even if it's annoying or frustrating or they don't get what they want at the time, they're going to be okay with that. And they're going to really have a lot more respect for you because you did set your boundaries and and you let them know versus, you know, that feeling that, oh, gee, she just gave in to me because I, I wanted it to happen. Um, so they're going to have a lot more respect for you. People who can't do that, who can't accept boundaries, you know, who use guilt trips, who um, try to make you feel bad, who try to pressure you, or worse, who get angry and reject you, those people have significant personality issues. And you're probably better not to have too much to do with them anyway, if you can. But it's definitely 
um, the type of personality that you want to really be firm and assertive. And what you'll find is that you you won't keep repeating the same patterns. You know, a lot of times people are constantly talking about, well, I don't know why this keeps happening, but the same old stuff happens to me over and over. Well, it's because you don't set your boundaries. And it's because, you know, you, you get yourself into a situation and, and you don't set your boundaries with that. And then, yeah, the same thing happens over and over. And so, once again, if you set your boundaries, the same old, same old won't keep happening over and over. So, does anybody have any questions uh, or comments? And I'll just uh, repeat the Zoom commands again. If you want to uh, raise your hand uh, to ask a question, uh, you can use Alt-Y on the PC, um, Options-Y on the Mac, um, and then um, on the app, It's under the more button, which is on the lower right-hand corner of the phone. And if you're calling from a dial phone or a landline, it's star nine. Um, And to unmute um, is Alt-A, Command-Shift-A on the Mac, um, star six on the phone, and um, and then... uh, um, uh, that's that's to unmute and mute. Uh, let's see, we have uh, Scott um, is the first uh, raised hand I see. So Scott, you can go ahead and unmute and uh, ask your question. All right. Would you um would you call Jesse? Would you call um those who can't accept your boundaries uh, manipulators or emotional blackmailers? That's that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly for a a future topic. You know, emotional blackmail. I think that'd be a a good. All right. Kind of segues into that. I think. I'll write down that topic, but that's exactly what they are. You know, if I can make you feel bad enough because you don't do something, then I'm first of all not respecting you, but I'm emotionally blackmailing or manipulating you. So that I can get what I want. And that can be very difficult because, unfortunately, a lot of people are very good at that. And they'll do it subtly. So you may not even realize it's happening. And then, yeah, that's right. you know, all of a sudden, bam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Scott, for your question. Annie, you are up next. Hello. Hi, Jesse. Thank you so much for presenting this really important topic because this is something that I've struggled with for years. And a lot of times a problem that I often have is that I've been on both sides. I want people to feel comfortable around me and I want other, you know, I want to feel comfortable around other people. So sometimes if I like say somebody, you know, uses the F word, every other word. And I, if I were to say, but because I've been like so frustrated and I've said that to someone and they're like, don't you don't say that. And, and I'm just like, well, excuse me for expressing myself. I don't want to be that person. And I feel like sometimes even if I say, hey, could you please cut down the language? Then a lot of times a, a response that I'll hear is, well, fine, I just won't talk to you anymore. Or I just won't tease you anymore, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, that's not what I'm asking. Yeah. And again, you have the right to ask people to kind of tone down their language or especially, I mean, if, you know, if somebody's shouts out a word and, and you can tell that they're just really frustrated or having they a terrible day. That's one thing. About. But if it's 
you know, in, in everyday constant conversation, you have the right to ask them, you know, could you tone that down a little bit? Or could we talk about something that doesn't frustrate you that much? Because I really don't want to hear that kind of language. And they may say, well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore or whatever. They probably will. But (laughs) if that's really the way they feel, I think I would rather talk to you in a way that you want, you know, appreciate versus never talk to you at all. Right. It doesn't have to make a whole lot of sense. (laughs) Right. But people will do that. And again, that's a way to make you feel bad for asking them to do anything or it's a way to make you accept whatever they they plan to do mm-hmm. and, but you absolutely have the right not to um listen to or hear that kind of thing okay thanks annie Thank for you. your comment and question um connie is up next so connie you can go ahead and unmute hi jesse hello um I want to know if boundaries can be applied to telephone conversations. I'm still grieving the loss of my husband, Mm -hmm. and my energy level is kind of limited right now. And Mm -hmm. I would say about one hour is about all I can take for a phone conversation. Uh, But I have friends who, if I let them, they'll keep me on the phone for two hours or more Mm -hmm. and they just go on and on about what they did or what they bought or or their life story and so I find myself having to come up with an excuse like oh I think the battery on my phone is running low Mm -hmm. I need to let you go or I need to go to the restroom you know or something to get them off and I feel kind of guilty because I want to be a friend for them and I want to be there for them but I don't have that much energy. Um, how would you suggest that I deal with telephone conversations where people have no sense of closure and they just keep talking and talking? Well, you know, usually what I do is at the end of about a half hour, 45 minutes, especially if it's clear that they're not really talking about, you know, something major in their life, if they're just talking. You know, I'll just usually say, you know what, I really have enjoyed our conversation, but I'm but my energy is is starting to go. I'm I'm getting tired. Um and so I need to get off of here and you know, maybe we can talk next week or two weeks from now or whatever you want to say. Oh, so just be honest with them. Yeah, just be honest with them because if you keep telling them that you have to go to the bathroom or, you know, your battery is low, um, they they may not really pick up that you too are still struggling. Your your energy is not what it was. Mm-hmm. And so just just be honest with them and just let them know. I really have enjoyed this conversation, but I really need to get off of here now and um whatever. Okay, I like so that. Just be, be honest po- with them. Be be honest, but yet positive too. Yeah, yeah, and you know. Sometimes that happens. I I don't like long phone conversations because I start to get a headache because of the effort it takes to hear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just tell them, you know, I I need to get off of here. I've really enjoyed our conversation. And and sometimes I tell people, look, you know, maybe we can talk more often, but less. less Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And then that way they can 
call you more often or you can call them. But yeah. And that way it's it's ongoing communication, but it's not this, like this big long bout where Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Oh, I haven't talked to you for three months, so now let me talk yeah, to right. you. Yeah, right. Let's catch all up day. for the next three hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up we have Karen. Karen, you can go ahead and ask your question. Um, actually, I just have a meandering comment, um, as usual. Um, you know, what What this conversation kind of brought me to, it reminded me of these TV shows that like Dateline or whatever, where, you know, these really handsome men like sweep you off your feet and then take all your money and kill you. So, you know, you really don't know anyone immediately. People seem really nice, but you don't really know them. So my thinking is just to take your time to know someone. And if you're with someone and you don't like their behavior, whether it be they're cursing or they do other things that just don't connect with you, find a new friend. Those are my comments. Well, and, and that's a very good suggestion. And, you know, um, because you're right, it takes time to get to know somebody, to really get to know them. And you, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're just going along with the crowd because that's what you think other people are doing when it's not at all comfortable to, to you. And um, so, yeah, take take time to get to know people, find out what, you know, the behavior is about, and it's perfectly okay to extract yourself from a situation or a conversation when people get into doing things that you don't want to do. Um, because, and this is so important, especially for younger people, you can get in a whole lot of trouble just by being around people who are doing things. So you may not have actually been using the drugs or you may not have actually whatever, but if you're around them, you will get into the same amount of trouble or could that they do. So anytime any situation feels uncomfortable, whether it's a phone call, a Zoom call, a party or whatever, get yourself out of it as soon as you can. Okay. That's all the hands that we have raised for now. Um, you do have about 25 minutes or so left. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, just just remember that we, we all have to set boundaries, um, whether it's in our relationships or whether it's work, um, whether it's in friendships. Um, and it's okay. It's it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to setting boundaries is one time where you do want to be a little bit selfish. You know, you want to think about yourself. And I mean, setting a boundary should not physically or really hurt another person, um, especially a healthy person who is able to accept that you have the right to set your boundary. So, you know, just go ahead and be true to yourself and and do what you need to do to protect yourself. We do have one more hand, Jesse. Good. Mary, uh, Mary Carla, you can go ahead. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay, first of all, Jesse, I'm really enjoying these conversations and it's good to be back. 
But I wanted to um, go a little further with Connie's question. Um, I have a friend, a couple of friends, and a brother that could talk a leg off a table. Okay, <laughs> just putting it kindly. And well, my brother's one. He'll get on the phone, and he's just on and on and on. But he'll be doing things when he's doing it. And I've got friends that are actually eating in my ear, which I really resent. I mean, if you're eating, you don't have time to talk to me. <laughs> And um, and I'll tell them, um, I've got to go, um, you know, I'm, I'm tired, I haven't had dinner yet, I have to get up at a quarter to five in the morning, and they just keep on going, they don't take the hint, and I don't want to be rude, and, you know, I just said, I don't want to, in, in a couple of times, I've even said to my brother, I just don't want to talk this long, and he'll say, well, I am your brother, and you're alone, and you're always complaining about being alone, but there's a limit, you know, so, one day he kept me on the phone for two hours, and I didn't want to be rude to him. And yet he's going around and doing things. And that really, you know, if you're going to call me, um, you give me your undivided attention. I, I'm sorry. You know, if I call you, I give you my undivided attention. And it's harder for me to just go around doing things. So I was just wondering if you had any any ideas about, about that. And also another question that I had was, um, what is the best way to say no when somebody wants you to do something and not feel guilty about it? So those are my two questions. Um, well, the first thing probably ties into this. I mean, the second question probably ties into the first one. You don't have to always be available for people as long as they want you to be available. It doesn't mean that you're not a good sister, a good friend, a good whatever. Um so you can set your your limit. Uh, you know, if if after twenty minutes a phone call is you know that's a long phone call, you can just tell people I I need to get off the phone now. Um, you know, call me tomorrow, or whatever, and give them the same fifteen twenty minutes. And after a while, they will get to the point of realizing that you aren't going to talk to them for two and three hours while they run around the house and do dishes and everything else. Because the problem that people who are constantly doing things have is, one, they're not really paying attention. Two, they're just, they feel like, you know, they're they're doing a good thing because they're calling you and they're keeping you company. But that's not what you need. So it's perfectly okay to limit those, those phone calls, especially when it's very clear that all they're doing is just either filling up their own time or whatever, because, you know, they're running around doing things. Um, and second of all, it's okay to say no. And, and we have to give ourselves permission to say no, recognizing that, you know, if I say no to a, a certain request, it doesn't mean that I am rejecting you as a person. This train is going to interrupt me. It doesn't mean that I'm rejecting you as a person. It doesn't mean that I don't care about you. It just means that I, for whatever reason, cannot do what what it is you want me to do. And so you have to allow yourself to say no. And then, you know, realize that you have nothing to feel guilty about unless you're doing something intentional to hurt. Now, if you're saying no because you're mad at me and you want to get me back for something, that's another thing, but if you're if, 
if your intent is not, you know, to be hurtful or deceitful, then you have nothing to feel guilty about. And we just have to say, you know, well, I don't have anything to feel guilty about. and I'm not going to allow myself to feel guilty. And it will take some practice because that apparently is something that you may have struggled with all your life. And so learning to do something is, or not to do something in this case, takes some time and practice. But go ahead and practice it and just say, I'm, I'm not intentionally hurting this person or denying them. And I don't have to feel guilty. Thanks, Mary Carla, for your question. Uh, we have two more hands. Um, okay. Pam Coffee. So, Pam, you may go ahead. Yes. Uh, I have a friend who seems to have difficulty with saying no to more and more and more responsibility and stuff like that. And she really seems to be one of these people, and I've known her for many, many years. She seems to enjoy it when she has more power to do, is more in in power, if you will. And the problem now is she's trying to take on so much responsibility that it is beginning to really cause problems. And I mean, it really is beginning to cause problems. I don't think she realizes it at this point. And I was wondering if you have any really, really good suggestions, because I'm going to send her an email simply because I'm concerned about what's going on. And I was wondering if you have any really good suggestions for me to um, say to her in this email that I might not have thought of. Well, first of all, be sure that the problems are problems for her and for other people, because what may be a problem for you may not be a problem for her. So if you try to tell her that, you know, her inability to say no is causing problems, it may not be a problem for her. It might be for you, but it might not be for her. And so if it's just a problem for you, then you're the one who's going to have to figure out how to not allow her taking on things to become a problem. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) if it is becoming a real problem, then what you might say is, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but it kind of seems to me that you've taken on so many things now that you can't do justice to all the things that you've taken on. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's all I'm just concerned about that. The thing is, that's already happening. And I don't think she realizes it. And she probably not just affecting me. It's 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 beginning to affect other people as well. Right. And so you might just say, you know, I'm really I'm really concerned or really Uh wondering if you realize that you've taken on so many things that Mm -hmm. you can't do justice to the things that you have taken on. Yeah. And so, you know. Maybe you could delegate some of those things that you've taken to other people or mm-hmm. whatever and just kind of help her realize that she may be doing a lot, but she's not doing justice to the things that she has committed to because you just, you can only do so much. 
And she's putting her putting her health at risk too. Oh sure. You know, if you take on too much stuff, it's well, and later, the other thing that people do when they do that is they don't allow other people, especially if it's a group or an organizational mm-hmm. thing, yeah. you know, uh, they don't allow other people to do anything or have a role. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they feel like they have to do everything. Yeah. And so other people start losing interest in the group or the organization. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people want to be involved too. And if she's going to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you might say, well, what's the point of of being here or being involved in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just just bring it to her attention very gently, yeah. and you know, let her figure out what she needs to do with it. Then, mm-hmm. thanks, Pam. Uh, for thank your you. Question, um, Annie, you're up next. I was going to say, I can relate to what Carla was saying, because one of my biggest pet peeves, and I have several friends that are notorious for this, they'll be talking to me and either eating dinner at the same time or um, doing a conversation on Twitter at the same time. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, so is that conversation on Twitter more important than me? But then I also have to tell myself they're only trying to multitask because aren't we supposed to be able to multitask? That's what a lot of people do. They think that they... They can multitask, but what you can say to them is, you know, when we are talking, when I go out with my friends or when I'm talking to my friends, I don't allow them to use their cell phones, and they know it, because when you go out with me, I don't have a whole lot of time, and I want people to be focused on our experience, not what's on Twitter and Facebook and Right, it's disrespectful. Because I those- just tell them straight out, you know what, if you're going to go out with me, that cell phone is going to stay in your purse or your pocket because you can't really focus on me on, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And I really don't care what's going on on Facebook or Twitter. So there's no reason to even get that phone out unless, you know, of course, there's an emergency or something like that. Um, and, you know, some people are like, well, I can't put my phone down. I'm like, well, then you can't go out and enjoy a dinner with me because I I can't enjoy dinner when you're on the phone. Um, And so you just may have to tell people, you know, or if they're eating when you're trying to talk to them, just say, I can't understand you when you eat, even if you can. Um, Just tell them, I can't understand you when you're eating, you know. Um, That's another thing I'm a stickler for. Do not talk with your mouth full. It is my biggest pet peeve ever. Yeah, you know. And and it is. It, it's very distracting when people are eating or whatever. Now, it could be that they're very lonely and they want somebody to talk to while they're eating. Um, then you can decide whether you want to be that person or whether you don't. And if you don't want to be that person, you don't have to be because they can find somebody else to talk to and eat. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I kind of have a question, and I, I don't know if you can answer this, or maybe this is a whole separate talk, but um, a couple of people have mentioned on here overcommitment, and um, how do you know the difference between, or how does one know the difference between overcommitment um, and just productivity? Because I'm the type of person that wants to be productive. I want to make a difference for the world. Um, how, how can I, um, know, or how can we, I'll, I'll ask it for all of us, because I think, you know, some of us on here 
may struggle with that. I I know I do. How do we like? What would what would your advice be for overcommitment versus? When you get to a point where you're overly committed, you will realize that you're making a lot of sloppy mistakes that you probably wouldn't make otherwise because you just don't have time to think it through or you know do the project or whatever. You'll find that you're starting to feel irritable, more irritable because you realize you you just don't have time for that and yourself or anything else. Um, you, you'll find that you're just not putting as much energy or effort or getting as much enjoyment out of it because you're too overcommitted. And you, quite frankly, can't do it all. When you're being very productive, you will be able to feel good at the end of the day about you know, the things that you've accomplished. You won't have that sense of irritability. You won't have that sense of, if I get asked to do one more thing, I'm going to blow a gasket. <laughs> you won't have all of those, those senses. You'll just feel good about what you're doing. And you'll be productive. You'll be good at what you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. helps. That helps. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Uh, uh-huh. So we have no more raised hands uh, right now. And um, let's check our time here. Uh, we have about 10 minutes left. So if you still have a question or a comment that uh, you would like to uh, share. Um, and we, um, just as I say, we have no more raised hands. We have uh, at least one or two that went up. So Connie, you can go ahead and unmute, please. Okay. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I have another question. I have a couple of friends who really haven't had a lot of life experiences. They really have never held down full-time jobs. And they try to tell me what I should do with different areas of my life, like how to take care of the house, um, how to deal with finances. And they act like they seem to know everything. Uh, How do I set boundaries in that situation? Uh, You can just basically tell the people that you appreciate their thoughts and their suggestions. But right now, you're not really looking for suggestions as to how you should do things or or whatever. Um, And if and when you are, you'll you'll ask them. Yeah, I I just don't understand how they can, they think they can tell me what I should do. When I've had a lot more life experience. Than, because you know, it's a whole maybe. lot easier to tell somebody else what to do or how to do something. And sometimes, you know, in a, in a misguided effort to think that you're being helpful, sometimes we, we tell people what they should or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might even be good information, but if a person isn't really looking for that, and so it's okay to say, you know, I'm just talking to you about this or or just thinking about this, but I, I really am not looking for suggestions. Okay. You know, that's one reason why it's always a good idea. When somebody's talking to you, it's perfectly okay to say, what do you want from this? What, what do you, do you want me to tell you what I think, or do you just want me to hear you? And so, but if people don't say that, then you can just say to them, you know what, I really am not looking for suggestions right now. I just want you to listen to me or, or hear what I'm saying because I'm just talking. 
maybe I should be proactive and because I know certain people are like that. Maybe I can be proactive and say, okay, I'm about to tell you something. I don't want suggestions right now. I there just want go. you to listen. Absolutely. And if okay. you put it to them that way, you know, that way somebody has an idea of what it is you want. Do you want me to solve the problem or, or, or think that I can? Or do you want me to just listen so you can just say to them, you know, I, I'm not looking for suggestions here. I'm just looking for, you know, wanting you to listen. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Doug, you had your hand raised. Did you have a question or comment for Jesse? Yes, I, I did put my hand down. I guess one of the comments that I uh, want to make that I've learned with being my experience being a visually impaired person is I very much appreciate it when people will help me out, take me to the store or, or things like that. Now, I don't want to be one of those people then that takes advantage of that that uh, uh, time, for example, and then say, well, now can you take me here, there, and everywhere else? Well, one of the issues that I guess I've run into with uh, sighted people, with some people, is that if they say they're going to bring or, or do something for me, sometimes it's hard to get them pinned down. They'll say, I'll get a hold of you sometime in the afternoon. Well, to to some of us, I don't necessarily have to have my day planned minute by minute, but we all have uh, priorities and timetables. And so I guess I'm asking, do you have any uh, kind and assertive words to maybe explain to people, you know, like, can we set a general time for this or or something, whatever, so we can both plan our days? One Give me comments my, in that area. One of my best friends and I had major, major issues over that very thing. Because he would say, you know, I'll take you to the store. Okay, so when can we go? Well, I don't know, within the next few days sometime. Oh, That really didn't give me a lot of assurance that I was going to, one, go to the store, or two, go to the store you know, what day? So I would sit and wait and wait and wait and not really schedule a lot of things over the next several days because he might want to go to the store. (laughs) I've done that and that does not work. (laughs) No, it doesn't. And so what I had to do was actually sit down with him and explain to him that, first of all, he has, he can always say yes or no. Does he want to take me to this store? But I said, you know, it would really be more helpful if we could narrow a time frame down versus me just sit here all day because my life has to be a lot more planned than your life does. And I explained to him, you know, the things that I have to do just to make my life work for me that he maybe doesn't have to do. I mean, he doesn't have to wait on public transportation or, you know, different things like that. And so just explain to the person that, you know, I don't expect you to do things the minute, but if we could maybe come up with a time window, you know, I'll take you to the store between two and four. And then if they get there at three o'clock, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just explain to them that you need to have more of an idea of one, whether it's actually going to happen, because you may have to come up with a different way of getting your needs met if they can't do it. And, And two, 
if if they can come up with a time frame so that you know what the rest of your day can be like. And just gently explain to them. Um, most people will understand that. Thank you for your comments. Okay. Yeah. We are getting close to the top of the hour, but you do have one more hand raised. I want to see if we can get to Pam quick here before okay. the top of the hour. So Pam, go ahead, please. Yes, I'll make this very brief. Uh, this is a response to what Connie was talking about. And it's something that I have found out you sort of have to look out for. You hope you don't run into it, but you have to look out for it. And that is some people will make suggestions and take on this really authoritative manner with you only because they're cited and you aren't. And they think you're incompetent just because you can't see or you're losing your vision or whatever that and, definitely happens and they would not treat other sighted people that way and i have run into that uh, sadly a number of times and it's it has caused me eventually to just have to break off contact with those people i mean it got that bad so that's something you hope never happens but you sort of have to look out for it and realize it might well and and again sometimes you can just say you know i recognize that you mean well or mm -hmm. that that you may think that i don't know how to do these things because i'm visually impaired mm -hmm. but i really do and i've been managing my life as a blind person for a very very long time oh yeah <laughs> you oh know? yeah <laughs> and we usually know how to manage our lives better yeah. Than somebody else does, but you may oh, not yes. point that out because mm -hmm. they may think that they're being very helpful. Or, mm -hmm. You know, they're being protective or caring, and mm -hmm. so uh, try to figure out before you set boundaries um, with other people. Try to figure out what their true intentions are. If yeah. they're trying to have power or control over you, you know, shut oh, it yeah. down right then because they mm -hmm. don't deserve or need mm -hmm. to have power or control. But if no. they're trying to be helpful, you don't want to shut them down before you really realize. Because if they are trying to be helpful, they will be more than happy to sit down and have a conversation. Like my best friend and I had, you know what, we really need to, uh, you know, come up with a day, a time, a, a time window or whatever. Because otherwise, you just kind of leave me hanging and 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 you get here whatever you do or whatever. And I don't mm -hmm. really know. <laughs> Thanks, so, Pam. Thanks, thank Jesse. you. Um, and thanks, um, Jesse, for doing this. And thank you, Jason, for streaming. Um, enjoy one of the 19 Zoom calls that we have um, the rest of the day today. And uh, so happy listening, everybody. <laughs>